shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree there's a light in the window just salty gals inside i'm not sure if they're witches but you know that's implied that the storytelling ego swelling pillow talking moonlight walking sea Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast, your number one bullet journaling resource for the modern century. <laughs> the modern century. Yes, not like that old shitbag century. No, this is the new century with Instagram, Twitter, all of those things that you would use your bullet journal for. In- in- integrated marketing of the self. <laughs> My name is that is- too real? That's good. I like okay. that. My name is Chris Jeffa. I'm Katie Norgren. And uh, today we're unboxing our new... No, just kidding. <laughs> this is not an unboxing video. We don't have a single fucking sponsor because we don't make no money doing this. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know, Katie's alluded to it on previous podcasts this year so far, but I fucking got her hooked, you guys. We're bullet journaling. It happened. <laughs> we did it, guys. I'm pretty happy about that. I'm going to put some washi tape on this Ooh, page just, here. Let's ASMR that shit. Let's right? ASMR this shit if I can ever find the fucking end piece to it. Do you uh, want to use my little scissors to cut the end off? Oh my off? god, you have little scissors? I do. That's so exciting. They're actually eyebrow scissors. Do you also use them for your eyebrows? Of course. Naturally. <laughs> Why would I buy two separate scissors? Yeah, when you need to do some grooming on the go. I forgot that I like I keep those tiny little scissors in my pencil case, and I definitely took those on a plane in my carry-on, and they Oops. didn't say anything. Well, I and guess then, you just don't fit the profile. Yeah, I know. And then on the way home, though, they were like, excuse me, like you have scissors in your bag. You're not allowed to have scissors. I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, they didn't say anything when I left Vancouver. They're like, yeah, I guess they're small enough. You can't really do much damage. Oh my God. I'm just going to, to prove them wrong, I'm going to kill both of us with these in here right <laughs> Please now. Please don't. I'm not going to do that. Murder-suicide podcast. Well, yeah, we knew that that was going to happen, but I thought for, like, not another 50 years or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to get to episode, like, 8 million. <laughs> yeah, episode happens. 8 million and then murder-suicide. Or just, just like, if we time it right, it's just a suicide-suicide. This got dark so fucking fast. <laughs> Let's peel it back a we little. Just, we were just talking about journals. What else? And I was talking about the ineffable experience of being alive and how fragile it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and so that's, that's why, why we, we journal. That's why we have to write everything down so that we that's, don't lose it. Chris, this is why we march. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are, um, you know, a whole week after we recorded that last episode. A wink? A winky winky. <laughs> oh, well, that was fun. Yeah. We had a good time with our not guest that we weren't just having just now. Steve Letts is a total charmer. I was very happy with that episode. Yeah, so now we're doing an informal one, just the two of us, because we're running up to our 100th episode. Ooh, it's getting gonna... so close. I know, we're starting to plan some interesting things. Got some really exciting guests coming up, so we didn't want to blow our load on another one. You just get the two of us today. <laughs> but that's sometimes my favorite to re-listen to. Yeah, I mean, well, let's hit all of the regular things that we do. So we've yeah. kind of talked to journaling a little bit. Do you want to tell me a bit about what you've been doing with it so far? Uh, yeah, totally. Because I've, I've I've set up the uh, the Sea Hags journal. We've always had one, but I have just finished the Part in My Body journal that I bought many years ago. Uh, oh, I, I just finished the part of my body. No, pardon my body. <laughs> it, it was a uh, it was a notebook that I bought from Powell's Books, I want to say probably 10 years ago, for two bucks, that just was the cover of an old pulp novel that was, it said, it was called Pardon My Body, and it was like a sexy lady with a gun and a purse on the front cover, and so we were using that as our podcast journal, but now as we approach the 100th episode, it's full. Like, it's full of stuff. I can't believe we finished a whole notebook. Just, we did. Just with the podcast. We did. And so I bought two matching notebooks, one for my own bullet journal and one for the uh, one for the podcast journal. And I'm doing it a little bit like a just a little bit like a bullet journal. Yeah, just, just a little decorated and having some good notes on on every page. Yeah. So it helps us with the uh, with the recap. So Indeed. I don't have to listen so in depthly, but I still do. For you guys, I, re- I re-listen to everything. I try to edit out as much coughing as I possibly can as we're in the midst of cold and flu season. Yeah, you sound a little raspy there, baby. You've been sick. <sighs> I didn't take good care of myself. Whoopsie doodle. So I was totally... I had a great week where I just, you know, was sick. I took a preemptive kind of sick day um, to get better, and I was pretty much fine, but I was, like, totally just, like, having, um, like, the pseudoephedrine cold medicine 
to kind of tamp down all of my symptoms so that I could still go to work. Um, yay, capitalism. And then, <laughs> and then, but because I don't really eat caffeine or drink caffeine or do any kind of caffeinated things, the pseudoephedrine like fucked me up. Yeah, it got you really zesty. I was so hyper for like then like three days straight basically. And, uh, on Friday, I was like, oh, it's payday, I'm going to take myself for, like, a really nice lunch, and so I had, like, two glasses of wine with lunch, and I hadn't been, like, drinking for, like, over a week just to, like, be better, and then I just got, like, super fucking hammed and then felt disgusting yesterday, and I'm back on the no-booze train for a while just because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't like feeling like this, this is very bad, <laughs> and I set back my process of getting better, I think, so I still have a raspy voice, which yeah. I fucking bummed about. Yeah, I, uh, that you not drinking too much and Steve not drinking at all right now and also past guest Jackie Hoffert has mm-hmm. been off the booze and weed and stuff and so I've, I've put down some goals on uh, periods of sobriety mm-hmm. in my, you know, a week here, two weeks here, a month here kind of thing is, is, is really, I'm just interested to see what happens to my body not on those substances. Mm-hmm. I don't, I have habit issues, but I don't have addiction issues necessarily. So that's, it's all about like trying to just bust out of a habit that's not necessarily super healthy. Yeah. I just, I have that thing where I'm just like, well, I don't, there's no reason that I shouldn't do this. Like it's fine. I'm a grown up. I can fucking do what I want. Don't tell me what to do. And then I like get into things. But then I saw, uh, Katie, you posted a list of things I think on Tumblr about like looking after yourself or, and there was one thing that was like self-control is having empathy for your future self. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that's a really good way to put it. Mm-hmm. And so then I've been I've been trying to sort of reclaim my mornings a little bit. I think I mentioned this already, but like, you know, I'll, I'll get into work and then everything just happens in such a flurry that I have no real time to like ease into the day. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try getting up at like 7, which like I know so many people get up way earlier than that. I get up between 6.30 and 7. I have an alarm that like gradually wakes you up in between that time so then I like wake up feeling okay Mm -hmm. and then I have like a morning routine where I like make sure that I like eat breakfast and like take some time to read some junk you know just like before getting into too much stressful work stuff and that's been good Good. It has been good for the last couple weeks. But then you were a bad boy. But then I was a bad boy on a Friday which is like fair but just like Yeah, so, but then, you know, doing this, like, morning routine and, like, going to bed early and, like, not drinking is just, like, that's empathy for my future self so that I'm not, like, a stressed out, crying every day at work person. Mm -hmm. Turns out those things are kind of correlated. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, instead of medicating my anxiety, I could try to prevent the anxiety from occurring by doing some... What? Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) crazy. It's shit that I know and then I forget, and so I'm trying to keep my shit on track and that's the fucking journal is helping. I actually did a habit tracker for the first time in ever. Nice. I just like a really simple one and just for my morning routine, just so that I knew to like, you know, try to remember to wake up early, do your skincare, Mm -hmm. take a little vitamin D because it's winter time. Get that that vitamin D, girl. (laughs) That's rude. Sorry. You know, drink some warm water with lemon in the morning to like kickstart the tummy because often I'm not hungry in the morning, and so I don't eat, so the lemon mm. makes me start to get hungry. And Interesting. Then, and then I eat some breakfast. Cool, cool, cool. So then I actually feel like I don't have a blood sugar crash or whatever. Anyway. That's important. I'm, like, fucking trying really hard, mm-hmm. and it's really boring in the evenings to just, like, read a book and drink a tea, but... Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's okay. Having, you know, still working through this case of wine I got for Christmas, uh, it's it's hard to not drink when there is wine that I didn't have to pay for that's just mm-hmm. chilling in my house, chilling in my fridge. Mm. You just just gotta take it out of your fridge and stick it somewhere else, and then you'll have good wine later. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's, don't put a wine bottle. Actually, a wine bottle does have a flared base, so at least it's not dangerous. Jesus Christ, we had a whole episode about why that's not true. (laughs) Victorian wine bottles are not safe to put up your butt. Yeah. So we are, you, are, you have your, your journal, mm-hmm. your journal sticking out there. Yeah. I tried to uh, make sure that I bought only food that I would use up and like not, because I've been realizing like we had to clean out the fridge and there was so much wasted food. Like Ugh, That's the worst. A whole big thing of so soup that like I should have just frozen, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And so it was gross and it smelled really bad and I had to put it down the toilet and I nearly puked because it just like, the texture so of it was so gross. It was and so vomity sm- and terrible. It smelled really bad. Sorry, everyone listening to this. So I just, I bought some gross and I tried to use them all up, and you know what? I fucking did it. Nice it was one. so good. So I was able to, I made these really, really good, like, 
they're supposed to be veggie burgers, but they turned out being more like a falafel crumble, but okay. it's like yam and chickpeas like nice. mashed up together with really good spices and then a tahini yogurt sauce. Mm, yummy. Stuffed into some pitas with lots of sprouts and greens. That's and a goodness. good idea. You're giving me good ideas. I, uh, I have a lot of chickpeas at home and I have tahini at home, so I didn't want to just make hummus. Yeah, mix tahini and yogurt and lemon and garlic together and it's a fucking good sauce. Okay, okay. Man. Okay. One of the pages that I have in my journal, which I haven't embellished, and I think I might actually abandon it and start a new one just so that it looks nicer, so that I use it more. That's actually literally how okay. me using this journal works, is if the page doesn't look that good, I just don't really use it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I, I've had to go back and like uh, make something look more interesting yeah. in the journal. Um, I uh, you're, you're not as... Um, orthodox with your mm. outlines and, and, and formats that then some people are, uh, that I've noticed online. People, a lot of people are really, really specific about only using certain colors or like using the layout really, really formally. That's not you. I just like mixing it up every week. I've tried to not do the same spread every week. Like I haven't repeated any, so. That's impressive. Yeah. I, uh, I, I like just the ability to, to do anything you want in it, which I kind of, I think I underestimated when you were uh, singing the journal's praises, but now that I've, I've, so I've done, you know, I've got my index, then I've got resolutions and goals, I've got a meal plan page that allows me to put, like, a big post-it in and take it out and use that as my shopping list, and the thing that I find that I'm not using, though, is the future log. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure what I would do with that. Like, may, I guess some people really plan their lives out, but mm -hmm. I don't. Uh, my most recent one... Well, hold on. My first one was, like... I just put, like, general themes. Okay. So I was, like, for, like, last June, because I started last May. Mm hmm So it was, like, for June, it's, like, just, I know that there's lots of stuff in the work, like, work weekend things, whatever. Okay. July was, like, we want to do camping and ocean time, and, like, okay. a show I was really looking forward to, specifically. Oh, interesting. Okay. For August, I'm, like, I want more ocean time. I know that my friend Calvin was coming to visit. So, so like, just, like, things to kind of look forward to. It's less to. about, like, a goal or a task so yeah. much as, as the stuff that, like, the vibe of that month and the things that you want to focus on. And yeah, so that's what I had done there, and then I never really used it again. I just made a new one for 2018. Okay. And this one's a little more goal-oriented. So, like, I want to do, like, an event. I know that we have to bank a bunch of podcasts because our episode 100 is coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, we'll I know that be away. my, my friend is having a baby. I know that I want to do a warm vacation at some point. I've got like, I know that you're going to be away. So I put that in my journal in well. UK. <laughs> um, I've got tickets to Lord in, Ooh. in March. Um, some of the birthdays of my friend's kids and things like that. That's so smart. just things to sort of look up, look ahead at a glance. Yeah. And I've got some goals, you know, some things coming up. So that's awesome. Um, but this is what I was going to say, my favorite meals. Oh, okay. And so I've stopped using it. I think I'm going to redo it. And I've seen some other really cool ways, but I basically just do like breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. What are some of my favorite things that are just oh, cool. like, go to? so when I'm like thinking about meal planning or thinking about like, what can I fucking make? Like, then I have a list. So like under breakfast, like all these different kinds of smoothies that I like to do, or like black beans with yams and an egg on top. Like that's, badass or like some things that I like for lunch like a poke bowl or an edamame salad or falafels or oh poke I thought you said polka <laughs> like a poke, poke bowl, bowl. it's yeah. just it's literally just cabbage rolls in a bowl <laughs> yeah cabbage bowl I mean great that sounds awesome or like yeah what are things that I like to eat for dinner like salmon and salad or stir fries or different kinds of soups and whatever Anyway. That's awesome. Yeah, so. I, I just really love it. I don't know if this makes for very good podcasting, but whatever. It's free. <laughs> you don't fucking pay for this to so suck my butt. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've decided to use this so as my joke notebook as well. So I've, I have these uh, removable uh, lined post-it notes, which I ha you have to get like actual post-it brand, I think, for post-it notes. Because I find that anything that isn't the actual 3M brand sucks. Yeah. They don't stick good. I, I literally, for my, because now I have a work bullet journal too, and it's like a bigger book, mm -hmm. and I need to use post-its because there are so many different things that are very transitory for work, so it's yeah. like, I just take some notes, and then once it's dealt with, like, you have to shred that. That's just how you do your records management. Yep. Otherwise, you just have so much shit that just piles up. Absolutely. And so I don't want to write things down in my notebook because I don't want to have to rip out pages. I don't want to have to, like, cross things out. So I just have everything on post-its, and I've made, like, a dashboard that's like a project manager it's dashboard. It's and it's, it's really gorgeous. nice. Yeah. Because I've got like four key areas that I'm kind of not responsible for any of them, but I kind of have a hand in all of them. And, and you I have to be aware of all of them. And my role at work is kind of to have a bird's eye view of everything mm -hmm. to kind of keep it in context. And then I can plan 
scheduling around that, etc. Oh. And so then I have like these four different quadrants that I work on and a mission statement for both that I'm going to do in really nice calligraphy. Riches. <laughs> and so now I have these big ass, uh, big post-it notes that I put in and then I can transfer out. And I just think that they look really good and it makes me feel like a lot more relaxed about my job because I, I'm actually able to write things down now. I was really afraid to write stuff down for a while just because... I wasn't sure. There. I wasn't sure what I was allowed to keep or not, and there's lots of different things that I was managing. Um, but now I'm just like, no, I'm I'm allowed to write things down. I don't have to keep it all in my brain. Like that's I think what was stressing me out so much is that I just had to always hold all the information in my brain. It's not possible. No. So now I have my external hard drive again. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me happy. That's so good. So I'm like way less fucking stressed these days. I've always been a pretty organized person. I think my problem is is that I've had a really hard time having any fun with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why I've taken to this so so like a duck to water because I've always been a to-do list person. I, I make them especially every Monday because that is like my reset day because I don't work but I go to the gym I usually do meal planning and I go grocery shopping and I'll often do house cleaning Mm -hmm. that day I'll definitely do my laundry that kind of stuff so so that's it's never been a problem for me to do those things but it's pretty joyless Mm -hmm. like it's it's very much like a stark to-do list and it's just I put as much of it on it as possible to feel accomplished Mm -hmm. and it just wears me down. It makes me feel kind of bored. Um, and so now I'm, I put my daily to do's in my week, um, at a glance. Uh, and so it makes me feel really accomplished looking back over the week and seeing that I've like been able to check all this stuff off. Uh, and also it stops me from overwriting my to-do list because I only have so much space. Ah. So I only write down the things that are really important for me to do and anything else that's sort of tertiary will either get done or won't, but I won't notice it as much because I don't see these unchecked boxes. I only put the things down that are like big, discrete tasks that have to be done, like getting food. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter if I dust. Yeah. Like I can throw like a little post-it note on there if I have to, if I want to do like a bunch of things and make sure I don't miss anything. But Mm -hmm. like overall, this helps me contextualize things a little bit better and yeah you um, can see it in the week where it's like and especially for you who sometimes feels like oh I'm not doing enough am I you can see like oh I'm actually doing a lot I can look back on this and and yeah feel way more comfortable I uh I've got I already got my like plans for next week because I've got I've got a booking on I've got a show on Monday I have a show on Wednesday um I want to go out with a friend on Friday but then I've I've, for Tuesday and Thursday uh, I was like well I have lots of stuff happening this week so those are two nights I'm not going out and like you've written in here girl take it easy girl take it easy and just rest in another one so I had my I had originally planned to go to Steve's open mic on the Tuesday at Junction but I booked two shows that week so I've deferred that to next week after that so I just find this so useful um and I'm still using my Google calendar because I Mm -hmm. have to share it with other people but For the most part, I just find, like, having one place for creativity and organization is really kind of like a load-off, you know? Mm -hmm. Instead of this being a brand new thing I do, it just replaces some other, like, non-integrated organizational tactics that I've used in the past. And I've had, like, a million notebooks floating around. So I have this, I have the podcast notebook... I don't even have a joke notebook anymore. I I, fin- I filled that one, so I'm just using this. Nice. And, like, loose paper, and then I'll copy it down into here, that kind of thing. And a sketchbook, because I've decided I want to do 100 sketches this year. Nice. So, yeah. So that's, that's the hope. We'll see. I like it. But I really, really enjoy doing these. It's fun. Yeah. You got me so suckered into it, I'm so glad. I don't know. It's just, it is good. Like, I was feeling a real lack of creativity in the last little while. And so, yeah, to be able to kind of put it together, it's like, I don't need to draw a drawing on a blank page, mm-hmm. but I can just put some boxes. I can do some geometric decorations, all yeah, the thing. And it, it is just, creative. Yeah. It looks cool, but then I'm also using it for something else. And so it's not just like, what's the point of this? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't feel that way at all. What's yeah. the point? I like to being able to just dress up every week, mm-hmm. uh, and every day or every, you know, podcast guest is really fun. Like, I did a fun little design for Steve. I did a fun one for us. It's just nice. That's dumb to point out, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's so little that I do just for the joy of it. Yeah. And to have something that I have to do, but couched in the joy of creation. That's the great thing about Excellent. bullet journaling. Excellent. Yeah. 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 I've been, yeah, feeling like I need to, like, I really want the theme of this year to be more creative stuff. 20 creatine or whatever mm-hmm. we say. Like. Mm-hmm. 20 collaborate. Yeah, 20 not, to, not to, whatever, bite 
their hand, but like, <laughs> it's nice to have sort of a goal. And so I do have a couple of creative projects that I need to get my ass in gear for. Right. And a lot of them take some preliminary steps. Like I need to record cello parts. And so in order to do that, I need to like buy a new preamp for our sound engineering thing. I need to load all the tracks in. I need to build all my bed tracks. I need to like do all this prep work for that. Mm-hmm. So that's been keeping me from doing it. So I'm just right. like, oh, so many. But now I like have like, okay, you've made your work plan like a step-by-step guide for how to get the shit done. And now I can like check those things off as I go. Mm-hmm. So I hope that that will get done. It's like what uh, Brendan Ergren likes to say is how do you eat an elephant? Mm-hmm. One bite at a time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And if you could just look at those individual bites, it's a lot easier yeah. to, uh, yeah. And so, like, you know what the goal is, and so then when you can break down all the individual things leading up to it, mm-hmm. like, I really like that. I think it's super necessary, and it's nice it to is. kind of actually write that on paper, because you know it in your mind, but when you write it down, you're just like, oh, I can totally do the first one. Oh, yeah. Like, this week. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> God, getting things done is so pleasing. We're in Capricorn season, baby! Oh, we got our new (laughs) washer-dryer, finally. Nice. Finally. It's all installed. Everything's installed. It wasn't just the washer. Now the dryer is on top of it. There was one-eighth of an inch of clearance for the dryer to be installed. And I had been shitting a brick about it. And so when the guy, like, sorry for the expression, but slid it in, (laughs) I just felt really relieved. Like, Like, it was just like... I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank you, Tessa, for putting that together, because it was so fucking stressful to have this, like, very essential component of our household always about to break down and then broken. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like I've inherited some of your appliance bad luck because our stove broke. Oh, no. So I don't have an oven right now, which is Oh, no. And I like to use that for everything. Oh, dear. So luckily the stove top still works just fine. Okay, but the oven doesn't no. work. No, and our landlord looked back at the uh, the old lease agreement that was signed 21 years ago by my partner <sighs> when he was, you know, a sweet dummy rock star 19-year-old boy. <laughs> it's like a typewritten contract. This was kind of before residential tenancy branch stuff kicked in, and it's like you're responsible for all the appliances. So like fridge, stove, all that basically like is our responsibility. Okay. <laughs> and I guess it supersedes the RTB somehow. Yeah. yeah well, how contracts work usually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, if we wanted to, we could take that stove and fridge with us if we moved out. <laughs> don't. Don't. They're so gross. They're so gross. <laughs> I was going to say, you could probably, there's, because uh, when I used to live um, near Kensington, our, we had a really, really on the ball landlord and our dryer just stopped working. Mm-hmm. And within two days he had bought a replacement used one and mm-hmm. installed it. And I think it cost him $180 or yeah. something like that. So like getting a used appliance yeah. is a great idea, especially if you don't own the house. Exactly. No, yeah. we'll just, we're just going to get a whatever stove, but I'm like, Oh, if we move the stove, we'll see what's been hiding behind it for 20 we're years. We're going to see our secrets. It's bad. I feel be like I can't be here when this happens. I feel like there's a, Part of me that's a little resentful still where I'm just like, I didn't, like, when I moved in, it was already really bad. So I can't, like, clean it. It can't be your job to clean this no. gunk. But, like, ew. And ew. it's, like, around the stove, so it's greasy. All so like grease. What I want is just to, like, pull out the fridge, pull out the stove, get new ones of that, and replace the whole floor. Because <laughs> the floor is old and needs to be replaced, but it's not our house, so... The floor is lava. But... I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, maybe we could buy the house. Maybe we could buy the house. Some some financial things have started getting resolved for me, and there mm-hmm. may be some, some things from my dear departed father's estate that are coming my way. Fingers fucking cross. In the next little while. So I don't think that I'd be able to buy this house, because it's worth like almost a, $2 million. A Brazilian dollars. Uh, but, you know, it's in pretty bad shape. Maybe they'll sell it to us for cheaper. <laughs> I don't think it's the house that costs the I money. Know. So alas and alack, I have dreams of like all the things like Ed and I took a long walk today and just were like, okay, if we could fix, like, what are the main things we would fix and what would we do to this and blah, blah, blah. And so I don't know. I would like to have a place. Yeah. I would like for you to have a permanent place. I don't like feeling precarious. It's awful. Precarious is terrible. And as much as like Ed's lived here for 21 years, we're just like, when is the shoe going to drop? Like it's just been a hovering, hovering whatever for the longest time so mm-hmm. it's not fun or relaxing and no, it just makes not. me feel like oh there's so many things I want to do to make my living situation feel just a little bit nicer you know but I just absolutely. don't want to invest in that absolutely yeah that's and that's very frustrating and mm-hmm. difficult to deal with and uh, I've kind of only just like we've owned our place for three years 
And I, we only in the last six months have we really done anything to make it more homey, like by replacing broken appliances. Mm-hmm. Like we still have our broken sink for fuck's sakes. Mm-hmm. After like eight months, there's no hot water in my kitchen. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there is for the dishwasher, but that's mm-hmm. it because the faucet's broken. Oh. So <laughs> super fun. We're just dumb as hell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the whole like investing in your space. Even now, we still feel like we're renting. Mm-hmm. It's still kind of that that sense of like, well, why bother? Because something could happen. <laughs> Which is a terrible way to live, and that's how I've been living for the last several years. Yeah. Just in general. Like, oh, why would I try to improve my life? Something bad might happen, and mm-hmm. I'll just be right back to where I started from, and then I will have wasted that effort. Yeah. Well, turns out, let's get things nice so that you can enjoy your life while you live it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, that that thing that I posted that you mentioned the um, the self control is like having empathy for your future self. Mm-hmm. The other things that it was saying was was sort of that the um, you know it's it's important to uh, to view yourself as sort of the three separate people like your your past self, your present self, and your future self. And your present self is the only one that you're actually living in right mm-hmm. now. But but you know you were your past self, you'll be your future self. So you kind of have to think about yourself in those three ways. I think and and you know make sure that you are treating those three people fairly. Because <laughs> sometimes I just don't give my past self a fucking break. I'm like, that bitch, she's so stupid. <laughs> she's so embarrassing. Why doesn't she know anything? Aww. Instead of being like, well, she's probably trying her best. Yeah, Poor sweet angel Kate. The same, the same break that you'd give to like all of your friends that you're so no. kind to. No. no. I don't want to do be nice to me. I'm, I'm dumb dumb. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm very smart and cool. I just have a really hard time um, being a human mm-hmm. and living in the world and making demands of it. Well. <laughs> you're like, t- don't know what that problem's like. <laughs> Tough shit. You got to do it. <laughs> Sorry. It's just, yeah, that's, that's, that's in the goals. That's in the resos for sure. Learn how to ask for what you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's there. <laughs> yeah, that's the number one thing. Ah, ha, ha. That is numero uno yeah, well, on the resolutions. It's an important thing. It is. I don't know how to do it. It's, I'm bad at it. <laughs> I'm trying. Good. That's all anyone can ever do. That's all anyone can ask of me. And, like, just... You know, not fake it till you make it, but kind of, you know, even yeah, with... like, we're all faking it. Don't yeah, worry. Like, even even with asking, it's just, like, pretend you're a confident person. Like, play a character for the day, and yeah. then eventually maybe you'll actually do that thing, or you'll internalize it, and it'll feel good or something. If anyone's ever thought I was confident, it's fake. <laughs> it is a very brilliant act that I'm so good at. <laughs> Wait, maybe I'm actually confident. Did you hear that? I was, it's brilliant. I'm brilliant at faking it. Yeah. There you go. What if? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's taking over. Good. My cells are regenerating and turning me into a less shitty person. <laughs> I don't know what voice that is, but someone will probably tell me it sounds like me doing Maria Bamford <laughs> every time I do a voice. It's just because you're a lady doing voices. Oh, my God. I read a really nice thing. Uh, lovely... Hopefully future guest Caitlin Fontana tweeted about it, mm-hmm. and it was um, one of the writers on Lady Dynamite, who, like, started as a PA, mm-hmm. got into, like, just got to hang out in the writer's room, eventually got to, like, write a song for the show, mm-hmm. and then wound up writing and, like, starring in, or not starring, obviously, acting in a couple episodes in the second season. Yeah. Just how, like, open and kind and caring everybody was together. Like, Maria yeah. gave everyone her personal phone number right away, like, said to contact her directly if anyone ever felt like they were... Unsafe. Unsafe, or, or just, like, wanted to, yeah, whatever, and, like, got nice presents for everyone when the show wrapped. She's so and, cool. like, just made a really nice environment where everyone was encouraged to, like, go out of their comfort zone, try new things, get on camera if you want to, whatever. And oh, she's like, man. you know, and I wound up getting to say to Maria Bamford, like, that boob job is for feminism or something like that. Like, you, that jug job, I yeah. think, was the phrasing. That your jug job is for feminism. Yeah. But, like, and then so Caitlin was just like, wow, imagine what would happen if, like, more awesome women got to make things and run shows, oh, like, yeah. and create stuff. Like, it's fun and... Cool. Yeah, she uh, she wrote a pilot and sent sent it to me. It's so good. Oh. Like the, her writing is so fucking tight. Just shout out to Caitlin Fontana who is super super cool. I've always been like 
lovingly intimidated by her and her <laughs> abilities, and uh, hopefully she thinks I'm cool. <laughs> Probably does because I like Star Trek. Too. Yeah, <laughs> That's the important thing. yeah. There was a in chapters. There was a display of like 2018 calendars, and it was a Star Trek calendar, and then a Justin Trudeau like heartthrob calendar. And I was like, they made this display for Caitlin. <laughs> she really likes Justin Trudeau. Well, he is hot. He's handsome. Gotta love a hot dummy. It's it's easy to disconnect him from other stuff, like politics. Let's not go there. Yeah, <laughs> probably best off mic mm-hmm. to say anything positive about him. <laughs> anyway, taking care of yourself. I just feel really gross. I'm not looking forward to going into this week. Just feeling like you're in yeah. pudding right now? Yeah, I just still, I hate being sick. I haven't been sick, like, for the last half of 2017. Like, I don't think I got sick all through the summer or fall or winter. So I'm mad (laughs) that I'm sick now and, like, my brain isn't operating at the, like... High capacity. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) That was almost an Abbott and Costello sketch. Who's on on podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Who is on podcast, really? Is it us? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, But, like, ugh, I just am not looking forward to... Being responsible. Kind of feeling like I'm going to have to slog through another week, and I really don't want to take more of that cold medication because it really fucked up my sleep patterns. Oh, yeah. And, like, made me feel really hyper and stupid and whatever, so I'm just like, Ugh. So. It sucks. And you can't just leave work every couple hours to take a shower to, like, decongest yourself. That's what I would normally do. If I was homesick, I would take a shower, like, every couple hours. <laughs> just, like, steam it out, baby. Yeah, you could get one of those, like, little handheld face steamers, maybe. Yeah. But that would be... It would make you look like you were, like, Dennis Hopper in a David Lynch movie or something. (laughs) Or that I had sleep apnea, but, like, awake apnea. (laughs) I have awake apnea. I just fucking forget to breathe all the time. (laughs) I'm a busy woman. I don't have time to breathe. Yeah. I need a device to breathe for me. Yeah. Just, like, yeah, a little steamer to strap onto my face. That would actually be kind of okay. I think I saw that in a Bed Bath & Beyond catalog yesterday, which is why it was in my mind. Nice. So, it can be bought, but you will look like a weirdo using it. I know. Just drink tea and be warm and cozy and all that kind of stuff. Just working when you're sick is the worst, Mm -hmm. and you don't really have a job that lets you take off a bunch of time if you're sick. Yeah. In theory, Um, they do, but, like... mm -hmm. You know, theoretically, the next couple days I could, Mm -hmm. because I've got backup, but it's one of those things where it's, like, I'm absolutely not irreplaceable or anything, but at the same time, and, like, I'm allowed to take time off, and that's fine, and Mm -hmm. I should take care of myself, but it's one of those things where so much shit piles up then if I'm away and then I come back to it and it just feels like unmanageable. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's it's bad. That kind of work culture sucks. It's not the best. I, do, I, do, I don't even have that kind of work culture. I just um I called in sick last Tuesday cuz I think I just I just wasn't feeling well. Like I just I just felt like I had picked up something nasty from the kids in uh in Victoria, but it turned out to not be the case. I must have just been exhausted cuz mm-hmm. I just fucking did not sleep mm-hmm. for weeks. And it's only the last two days that I've really been sleeping. Like, I slept almost 12 hours yesterday. Good for you. That's like, insane. straight through? Basically. Shit. I woke up for, like, an hour around 8, and then I just fell asleep again at 9, and then I woke up at 11.30. So, it was pretty wild. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling well at all. And uh, and I ended up just working from home the whole day. I did mm-hmm. not take a sick day. I just stayed home and did all of my work from the couch. Yeah, that's actually what I did last week as well. Is like yeah. a preemptive I'm like felt so bad like I was like oh shit I was supposed to see somebody for today and I forgot and so now I have to do like this whole like advising thing from home and Mm. I just felt like a real dick you know as I usually do whenever I try to do something just for old Katie (laughs) yeah dick yeah I'm just waiting for all of those things that validate my fears about you know taking time for myself is that people will think I'm selfish god forbid so so, but like the idea of someone thinking negatively about me just makes me so anxious mm-hmm. and it's so stupid. Like it's no skin off my nose at all. They're not even in my face. If they're hating me in the privacy of their own home, that's their problem. Mm-hmm. But it's also my problem because I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Cause I'm a big fucking dumb baby. Are you a dumb baby? No. No. No, no I'm not a dumb baby. <laughs> I'm a smart grown up. Fuck you. <laughs> Not that I don't have, you know, my times of not feeling great. but You got some new, uh, I see, tarot cards. Yeah, so uh, our lovely friend Noelle gave me um, this, like, interesting set of tarot cards that is, like, an Italian deck from, like, 1910. The actual deck itself isn't, I think it's, like, an older reprint or, Mm -hmm. like, a newer reprint. Yeah, from, like, the 40s or something like that. Which is still a while ago. Yeah. 
And she found it at a flea market in Croatia and never used them and then gave them to me. And you're not yeah. supposed to buy your own tarot cards. You're supposed Uh-oh. to get them in the spirit of the thing. You're supposed to get them gifted to you. But they're, like, interesting. They're, um, like, double-sided, like, mirror image things. So you can have, like, a negative aspect, positive aspect, or, like, okay. in- inverse aspect. Mm-hmm. And it cam- comes with a booklet that's in Italian, so not super helpful. Someone did translate it online, so I found that. But it's not, like, detailed. It's just, like, one or two keywords for each oh, okay. thing. And so I've been kind of trying to use it, and then all the suit cards are just playing cards. Weird. And so, like, it doesn't really do it for me. Okay. So, thank you, Noelle, and I am going to try to, like, learn this system and just, like, use it, but it doesn't feel like, you know, with the Major Arcana and, like, all the different yeah. other suits and stuff. Totally. So then I was talking about it with Ed, who's, like, has been into Aleister Crowley stuff for forever. Not you so got much, a spooky boy. Not so much anymore, but, like, there was a long time where... So there's, like, big tarot cards, like, all over the studio... There's, like, our aspect, so that's Ed. Okay, the and, Prince of Discs. Yes, and the Hierophant, so those are the two that he, like, relates to. And oh, we've yeah. got one over there that I believe was Ferdy's, like, they were all for our band. Okay. They had all of our own, and I was Princess of Discs. Okay. And uh, so it's all from the Aleister Crowley, like, Thoth deck, and Ed, like, kept telling me about, like, all these different things. Like, Aleister Crowley basically took all of the information from, like, a ton of different tarot decks from all over... Europe mm-hmm. and all of that knowledge and like synthesize it into kind of like this is the ultimate like what the symbols should mean and like worked with an artist to pack in so much in the deck. Oh wow. And he really like wouldn't let it go. He's like I just I can't even explain to you how important it is that like that this is the best deck and all this kind of stuff and so he's like you know what? I have two. One of them's yours now and here's Aww. the book that goes with it cuz he like couldn't stand me not using the Crowley. Cute. Deck. <laughs> what a cutie pie. So now I have this like old oh, It's beautiful. Yeah, it's really like good spooky business. And, Can I touch them? Yeah. So they just come with like just amazing illustrations. Um, they they're uh, they're basically the size of playing cards. Mm-hmm. Mine are a little longer, but they're no wider. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and there's, like, a ton, there's a good booklet that goes with it, and then he gave me, like, a huge book about it, and he so he was saying about how, like, he even is really annoyed when people use them as, like, tarot card readings, like, for spreads. He's like, they're not supposed to be for, like, divination. They're supposed to be, like, you would get indoctrinated or whatever, like, initiated into a magical group, right? And then okay. you would, you know, someone would show you this card, and you would know, like, it's a shorthand for, like, all of this mystical shit. It's all based on the Kabbalah a little bit, and, like... Very, okay. very interesting stuff. So I'm like... Like debauch, that's a fun one. Yes. Um, so I'm not like super getting, going to get deep into Aleister Crowley now, but I'm very curious and I just really like these ones. Oh, okay. So each each of the um, non-major arcana cards has the uh, has the number and the, uh, the uh, suit, but they also have like a one word yes. explanation on the bottom, which is useful. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, seven of cups, debauch, illusion, illusory success, intoxication, guilt, lying, deceit... Unfulfilled lust and fornication. <laughs> Gotta love some unfulfilled lust and fornication. Yeah. I, uh... So so it's cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna not I can't say that I'm gonna play with them because that's not allowed. It's too serious. <laughs> it's Aleister Crowley and. You know, people were saying, I made a thread about what's your favorite deck, and people got into a discussion about how Alistair Crowley was, like, a bad person. It's like, yeah, he really was, but he also did a fuck ton of research and put together this very interesting deck that... Oh, I like this. the mm-hmm. Six of Wands here. It looks really mm-hmm. cool. Victory. I don't know what would be my representative sign. Probably, like, the Queen of Cups or some sad boy uh, thing like that. <laughs> I like that this one is, uh, the Five of Cups is disappointment, and there's a big male symbol up at the top. <laughs> I guess it's the Mars symbol, well, but... but, like, each, because it's based on the Kabbalah, there's, like, a masculine-feminine aspect of each thing, mm-hmm. so there are some cards that are masculine and some cards that are feminine, apparently, mm-hmm. in this deck. Yep. Which is, like... Cruelty is masculine. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I don't really know. Like I think it, again, yeah, it, like, it looks more like uh, the actual like the symbol for the planets rather yeah. than anything else. Yeah, uh, and there is, is like super cool. there is like a binary thing, but that's supposed to be you know universal balance. It doesn't have to necessarily be like male female, but there's like no, whatever. it's like two ends of a spectrum yes, kind of thing. Yes. They're very beautiful. Anyway, so I'm kind of I'm kind of curious. Cool. So are we, we're hitting all the somewhere. all the points that we normally hit for us? Yeah, exactly. In an episode, is we got our bullet journals. 
We got self-care. We got tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got kombucha. We didn't say anything, but we are drinking it. Of course we are. Natural ma. Um, you put a tarot card page in your bullet journal. Can I you did. tell me about that? <laughs> Can you just tell us about that, Katie? Uh, yeah, I did. I generally speaking only do three card spreads or I'll pull a single card for somebody if I'm doing a reading for myself or for someone else. That That's the most basic reading I know how to do is just a past, present, future about either mm-hmm. a general inquiry for a person or based on a specific question or situation. Um, and I'm trying to learn some other spreads that I will just be able to memorize. Mm-hmm. So I thought that I would write them down in here and then I would have this to go from because the, um, the booklet that came with my Muka Tarot cards uh, only includes, I think, three spreads, which is fine, but I also would like to have a resource at hand that uh, is my own. Mm-hmm. That's that, you. That one's mine, yeah. The Princess of Discs. And she's got, like, Capricorn ram horns on and everything. Oh, yeah. So it's very... It goes with the thing. I was thinking, this Queen of Swords, she's, like, lounging with, like, a man's head in her... Oh, that's me. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm curious about who is Queen of Swords. I don't know what my my own card would be. Mm-hmm. Because you kind of look at what your elements are and all that kind of stuff. You'd mm-hmm. be a water thing. Yeah, I would definitely I think be a water, a so I would think you I'd could be a queen, queen or princess... I don't know. There's something, like, I know it's all hippie woo-woo, but when I look at these, it actually makes me, like, my body temperature raises, and I get a little shaky. That's what happens when I use mine. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, boy. These are all very Egyptian. That's the best kind of spooky magic for, you know, white people in the 20s and 30s or 40s or whatever. (laughs) Man, oh man, were they ever Orientalists. Oh, they loved it. Yeah. This whole thing is called Ordo Temple Orientalist or Orientis. Like... And the other tarot card deck that I got from Noel is all very, like, there's a suit that's all Japanese imagery, oh, no. there's a suit that's all Indian, and there's one that's Egyptian, and then one that's something else. Uh, and it, just, like, a South Asian kind of, like, Indonesian thing. And it's very, like, all the men are extremely feminized, you know, with lots of eyeliner, and it's just like, man, white people, fuck. Turns out, we're not good. Mm-hmm. As it turns out. Ooh, lust is good. Ooh, yeah, that's a good horny one. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm hoping for the best this year, guys. <laughs> really. I keep feeling hopeful, and then I keep not feeling hopeful, and then I feel like I've just been doing a lot of crying lately, which is boring. And now I'm feeling really self-conscious about this episode because of what my trainer said. <laughs> oh, God, no, that person can just, they're fine. They He's don't fine. have to listen. This is just for this us. This is not for 24-year-old men. Yeah. <laughs> It really isn't. If there's a demographic that I am least interested in... It's uh, white men in their early 20s. In their early 20s, like, when they just still know everything and whatever and, like, gain a little... little Like, you know what? I've learned a lot from listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, and I'm pretty sure that, uh... I can't... I couldn't find Princess of Cups in here. The Cups is, like, the sensitive, vulnerable... Princess of Cups, the earthy part of water, gracious, sweetness, voluptuous gentleness. That's me. (laughs) <laughs> you know, dreamy. Um, whereas the Queen of Cups is the watery part of water. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the watery part of water. A woman who reflects... The water na- part of water by Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> it reflects the nature of the observer, dreamy, twan- tranquil, poetic, much affected by surrounding influences, therefore more dependent on other cards. <laughs> yeah, the Queen of Cups looks nice. You can't even see her face. It's all kind of obscured behind other stuff. So. That sounds like me. Hiding behind some shit. That's so funny that I can't find the Princess of Cups in here. You're missing, Katie. I'm missing. That's too bad. But I think yours is more the queen. Um, I did actually go and see The Shape of Water on Friday, which yeah. was super excellent. I uh, loved it very much. I was really looking forward to seeing it, and it totally delivered. It was really, really lovely. Tell me about it. it just um, Guillermo del Toro is, is really known for doing... Um, Oh, here she is. His his monsters in monster movies are very rarely the actual monsters. It's usually the people or like the government forces or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like big fucking surprise that like, that's usually like the, from the Frankenstein's monster tradition, right? Exactly. Just a big misunderstood sweetie, but kind of like that. Yeah. And so that's that's very much this case. And Michael Shannon plays the villain, and he it really turns out an incredible performance in it. He's fucking deeply terrifying mm. in this movie, uh, and. It was just his his intimidation, his uh, weird masculinity, his weird power of positive thinking vibe is just so well-crafted and so well-acted. And everybody's really talented in the movie, and it's just beautifully shot, and uh, the mute lady fucks the fish guy. 
Uh, I'd say that's a spoiler, but everybody else has said that about the movie. Um, <laughs> it's very, like, cute. I ship it. They're so into each other. Nice. And I feel like I picked up, like, several pieces of American Sign Language from watching the film. So. Ah, very cool. Yeah, there's a lot of signing that happens. There is, um, there's a very beautiful scene between uh, uh, the main character, uh, who is... I'm just trying to remember her name, because they don't... They say it, but... Uh, Eliza. And she... Uh, She's signing to her best friend, who is a closeted gay man in 1962, uh, Baltimore, and she's like, no, 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 you say what I sign, because he's, like, responding to her and, like, choosing what he's, quote-unquote, hearing, that what she's saying. She's like, no, 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 you say what I sign right now, and she goes through this whole signing, and he, like, understands her perspective as she's, like, signing these very specific things, like, no, you say what I'm signing, and you say it right, because she can hear him, yeah. but she can't speak. So it was just really, it was very beautiful. Cool. Really, really cool movie. And, and you were saying that, like, the the main character, like, she has a disability and she's, like, super sexual. She's really, like, and that isn't, horny. That's super yeah. rare when it comes to any kind of representation in yeah. media. Yeah, that's just that she has a very, like, a high sex drive and she is motivated towards sex. And, and that's, you know, she's a plain woman who's probably in her late 30s, early 40s. Like, people who are not ever sexualized. And it just was so interesting to see it. And I remember, like, the, she masturbates at one point, And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, no, wait, this is awesome. Like, that's so fucking great. Like, she doesn't know that she's being filmed because it's a movie, right? Like, she's yeah. just going about her morning routine or whatever. And it just happens to include a little bean flicking. I mean, that sounds pretty good. It's a good way to start your day. <laughs> especially if you just, like, clean lab facilities. Put like, that in your bullet journal. <laughs> your, what's the little uh, symbol for that, do you think? The a little squirt emoji. <laughs> I was going to say a little lowercase i with parentheses around it. Oh, good. Good one. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, it's a great movie, and I really recommend that people see it. Nice. And if you've ever liked anything else he's done, which I have. What other things? I don't know anything. Uh, Crimson Peak, uh, Pacific Rim, oh, yeah, like uh, Pan's one. Labyrinth, mm. a couple of other that are really... Uh, I'm sure he's famous. like he's iconic. I realize that I'm not a movie person at all. Like it's so funny. I just don't. Yeah, no, you're not. You're really not a movie person. You no. like movies, but you're yeah. not like a film buff or no. something. You like go to something if you feel like I'll it. I'll go to the theater if it's like a Star Wars, where <laughs> like you want the action, you want the big screen stuff. Yeah. And we'll watch movies on Netflix sometimes, but like I would much rather get into a TV series. I just yeah. like I like way. I like low key long term character development stuff. I agree completely. Yeah, I do like movies a little bit more than you, but I'm I'm trying to get into them more just because there's a lot of fucking good shit happening it is and there's also it's a much lower commitment like if you're just spending time with a friend instead of like your partner it's it's good to just watch a movie because then you don't have to be like well i don't want you to watch this without me so we have to like coordinate our oh, schedules true. to get into the series true, so, true, true, true. so watching movies with friends can be like a really nice experience and tesla really likes seeing movies as opposed to just like only watching tv shows so mm-hmm. we try to indulge each other as much as possible That's in that nice. respect yeah no it was uh, she's a big guillermo fan so we had to go see it and now i am too no, he's like just a big sort of Mexican Totoro man. Oh, lovely. He just seems so comforting. And that's actually something that he, uh, it was his nickname filming Pacific Room because there was this little, like a tiny little girl Japanese actress. Oh, and she couldn't who played say. Baby, baby Mako. Yeah, she couldn't say Guillermo because that's not really phonemes that you have in Jap- Japanese. Um, and so he encouraged her to call him Totoro-san. Aww. Just so cute, right? Because, of course, like if you're a Japanese child, you've seen My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just really cute. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, he seems so nice. I, I, I feel like we're never going to have a Guillermo del Toro is a jerk um, op-ed coming out or I something I sure like hope that. not. They're so... Just be like, Turns out he's super nice and does nice things. Great. Yeah. I really, I want more of the, like, the news, like, we heard about Prince, where it's like, he was secretly giving tons of money to, like, get people uh, in lower-income neighborhoods in Minneapolis to, like, get solar panels on their house so that they could save money on their energy bills. He just never said anything about it, ever. We just found out about it after he died. Same thing with George Michael. Like, he gave so many people money for, like, random stuff. Like, he would just hear about things on the radio, call in, and then make an anonymous donation to them. Yeah. Nicki Minaj doesn't do that anonymously, but she does it, like, she's like, okay. Pays off people's student loans. Yeah, like... Cupcake the Rapper does that, too. Yeah, like, oh, man, share your wealth, rich people. But, like, you're really actually not going to miss it if you want, but it's going to make a huge difference to somebody. It's so, if, yeah, if heaven, not heaven forbid, like, it'd be great if Tess <laughs> and I, like, suddenly came into a ton of money because we would share it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't, like, hoarding wealth is not something that would ever occur to either of us because I've always, I've never been poor and she has been, but 
like we would never so, so yeah you guys are both so generous and caring and whatever, yeah so but we both come from these like she comes from scarcity but it was never treated that way like they had a lot of richness and love and family and that yeah. kind of stuff and for me it's just like I never really wanted for anything if anything I'm more frugal than she is but but between the two of us we don't you know, we, we pay our bills, but we don't hoard money. We try to treat our friends and mm-hmm. do fun things with them. Because, you know what? Like, you can't fucking take it with you. Yeah. So I'm curious to see, again, circling back to, like, if I'm able to get a little bit of inheritance stuff. Like, mm-hmm. can I do something nice with it? I would like to... I don't yeah. want to shove all of it into, like, buying a house. Because it would completely all go to yeah, that if I let it. Yeah, obliterated by that, yeah. So I want to have some time to, like, do some traveling with friends, like, present company very much included. Yes! Like, let's go to Modena and eat some uh, tortellini on brodo. I desperately, because I, I don't think I could ever go to, to um, Italy with Tessa, uh, just because they're really got a weird masculine culture there. I don't think that they love gay people too much and they definitely are probably not chill with trans people. But you never know. No, you don't. But I also like, uh, I really fear being screamed at in the street. Fair enough. I just like, it feels sad to like maybe limit experiences just because you're afraid of something happening. But also, yeah, you know, that's also real, and you're allowed to do your own risk assessments. Yeah, and maybe, like any woman I've ever known who's gone to Italy is like, oh, I got catcalled constantly. Oh yeah, it was bad. So yeah, you've been before. I haven't. I've never gone. So I was like, kind of like, well, I don't want to make Tessa jealous of me going somewhere with somebody. So I should go someplace she doesn't particularly want to go that yeah. I really want to go. Yeah. Like, Italy. Yeah. I say it in a racist style. Oh no! I would really, I'd really like to go to Florence. That's one. Like yeah, I haven't, me too. I haven't gone to like the Tuscany region ever. That's so. what I super want to do is go to like the the less Rome parts. Yes, less Rome. Rome's pretty though and nice. Yeah, I want to go. To, I want to go to Naples and eat Napoleon pizza. Oh yeah. Neapolitan, not Napoleon pizza. <laughs> Give me some of them sweet, sweet anchovies. <gasps> Chris, those are not sweet at all. Those are salty. Oh my God. They'd be so good though. Love them. Jackie Hoffert posted this. Like there was a, a trans woman that was like posting like trans lol. Yeah. Really good trans Really jokes. good. Yeah. And there was that one like super deep cut where it was just like apparently one of the like hormones that you take makes you like really crave salt. Yeah. Spironolactone. Yeah. And so like the joke was like. Oh, why are you so salty about that person's bad trans joke? Oh, spironolactone. Yeah, it's the spironolactone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's so funny. Dude, I had to beg her to stop eating out of a jar of olives. Like, we were sitting on the couch, and she just got this giant Costco jar of olives and opened it and started, like, sticking a fork in and just take. I'm like, please, please don't eat all of those. Don't make me watch you eat don't all. Don't eat all of fuck you. <laughs> I was like, please leave some so that I can make dirty martinis later. <laughs> and she's like, no. <laughs> like, she'll eat pickles violently in front of me. <laughs> she's just like, I just need the salt. <laughs> it is, that's no joke, that joke. It is serious fucking business. Yeah, I just thought that was great. Or it's like, yes, these are very, very good trans jokes because there's so many fucking funny things about the experience. There's that, so like, many funny things about the experience that people who are living through the experience can speak on. It can't just be like, oh, people want to be called by the right name and pronouns. How stupid. <laughs> what a great joke that is. What, what a great joke that is. Me naming eight people who've done that joke that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't. Yes. I'm petty, but I'm not that petty. Yeah. I know that we talk about that a lot, but it just, it made me laugh because there were a lot of really good jokes on this that This is the I know we talk about this a lot episode. <gasps> That's the title. <laughs> <laughs> it, these are our greatest hits, man. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it is. And we, uh, hey, we fucking made it to 54 minutes of this shit. Yeah. It's it's an archive of our own, Katie. <laughs> oh my god, isn't it just... It's the most self-indulgent claptrap. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah! Okay. Okay. Love you guys. Love See you, you later. Bye. bye.